0: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM.
1: Question for you. Can you sing our national anthem from start to finish? <clears throat> now, d- did you learn it in school? One Cork woman has launched a campaign to get everyone in the country to learn the lyrics of Aaron Navian and that's Rachel J. Cooper. Morning, Rachel. Hi, good morning,
0: Gareth. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Great to talk to you. Now, this whole idea came about during lockdown, and it eventually led to you setting up learnouranthem.ie, didn't it?
0: It did indeed. So it's no secret that the majority of us here in Ireland, we don't know the words to our own national anthem. So I'm starting a nationwide campaign to raise awareness and to get families at home learning and singing, our on and also to get the Irish communities involved abroad. So the initiative started with the launch of a school competition that was at um, Croke Park there on Monday. And then I'll continue to promote the anthem throughout the year and beyond St. Patrick's Day. So, like a lot of people have said, well, why this year? Like, why be promoting it in this year particular? So, I think that there's a variety of reasons why we all should know our national anthem, but I have narrowed it down to three. So, the the first one is that it's the decade of centenaries, as they say, and Mm -hmm. this year is the centenary of when our national anthem was first published as So originally, the anthem was written in English back in 1909, um, early 1910 by Padder Carney and Patrick Heaney. So it was originally written as the soldier song. But the chorus was then translated into Irish by Liam O'Rinne and it was first published, Osgoelga, in 1923. So it's the centenary of when it was first published, Osgoelga. And then the second reason, Gareth, is that we we know this is a huge sporting, uh, a huge year for sporting events. Like we have the Six Nations coming up, we have GAA matches, women's football, Men's Rugby World Cups. So, we want to be able to sing our anthem with pride in the crowds and not mumbling beyond the first couple of lines. And then the third reason is that there's no better time to be proud of our Irish culture and our Irish language. Like, for example, Colin Kuhn is currently placing a huge focus on our Irish language at the moment at home and abroad, and we have actors with Oscar nominations. It's the new bank holiday, you mentioned St. Bridget there, so we're celebrating. St. Bridget on in bulk, and we're all really looking forward to this bank holiday. We've St. Patrick's Day on the horizon, so Our Rondavine is the most famous Irish song in the world, and we should all know it. Like it's only sixty seconds; it's eleven lines long from start to finish. So why not get everybody on board this year, and we all unite to learn it together?
1: Can you just um, what what translate for me in English? In English, the soldier's song. Can you can you tell me the the words?
0: Exactly. So it's soldiers are we whose lives are pledged to Ireland. Some have come from a land beyond the wave. Sworn to be free, no more our ancient Ireland shall shelter the despot or the slave. Tonight we man the barn of in Ireland's cause, come woe we wheel. Mid cannons roar and rifles peal, we'll chant a soldier's song.
1: And the reason it was translated into Irish was, I suppose, a patriotic thing, wasn't it?
0: Well, it was. I mean, it, it, it was translated because people thought, well, look, we should be singing this in our own language. We should be singing this as Kuelga. So Liam murin was a translator. He was a civil servant and he translated the words as we know it. And then it was formally adopted by the Free State back in 1926. So mm. they're, they're very moving words. And like I, I often say to people, you know, re- read the English version because it's, it's actually quite poetic. And the way that I like to teach the national anthem, Gareth, is like some some people might come across them and say, well, you know, they're they're quite um they might be a little bit militaristic or but they're not really all we can do is compare our national anthem to other national anthems around the world. And like when we look at when a lot of national anthems were written, you know, countries would have been going through different struggles more than a hundred years ago. So the way that we can look at those words now is to make them applicable for today's society like soldiers are we we are still soldiers it's just that what we're fighting for today is different we fight together against things like bullying and unfairness and discrimination like things that we know are wrong and you know to quote the second line there as well and the third line some have come from a land beyond the wave and that can actually be seen as our tie to people who are arriving on our shores from a land beyond the wave every day. And, you know, we, we welcome them and we, we, we want a fair Ireland for everybody living in Ireland. So I think that by bringing the words into today's society, you know, it's, it's, it's a much nicer way to learn it.
1: And would it not be easier to learn it in English? Well, it, it probably
0: would be. But I mean, as I said, like it's only it's only 60 seconds long. Yeah. It's not that difficult to learn. And we do all have a base of Irish, uh, you know, in a somewhere. I know like myself, I, I've forgotten a lot of it. But when I went back to learn it, Gaelga, it didn't take me too long. Mm. And I also learned it phonetically. So I'm working on a video tutorial as well. So the, the phonetic way is the way to word, to word it, in my opinion. And my book does have the phonetic version as well. It makes it a lot easier.
1: Yeah, I think Bertie Ahern actually used the phonetic version I think a couple of times in fact uh, and uh, yeah. I, I, I remember I, I I was chatting to him many many years back um, and when he, he he openly admitted that his gaelga wasn't uh, you know gofleur and he said that he used to use a lot of phonetic pronunciations to help him get through uh, you know small pieces mm-hmm. in Irish uh, do you know who's on uh, line one I've got stay right where you are Rachel ex-Lord Mayor of Cork sure. Councillor Tony Fitzgerald morning to you Tony Good morning, Gareth. Morning, Lauren. Oh, Rachel. Rachel, how are you?
0: Good morning. Good morning to you.
1: Now, I think about six years ago, Tony, when you were Lord Mayor of Cork, uh, you'd ask school kids to learn the National Anthem. Why was it so important?
2: Uh, I it goes back to some earlier conversations about being at school, but when I was in the, the North monastery school uh, here on the north side of the city, mm-hmm. um, every morning at about five to nine, um, it the tricolour was raised in the centre of the school, and all the pupils stood to attention at five to nine. And the uh, the national anthem was sung by all the pupils. It was it was you know uh, portrayed by by uh, by loudspeaker, but we all sang it, and we all got to know it. And I suppose it was the 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 where the flag is based. There are uh, sixteen rose bushes um, uh, around the the flagpole, and they are dedicated to the sixteen uh, volunteers of the nineteen sixteen rising and that was put in place by our former school master school teacher uh, Mr Tom Walsh and by his father before that, um uh Tussel Um
1: and
2: I suppose it stuck with me for uh you know um, is, all my is, life. Is
1: is that is that um memorial still there?
2: It is. The flagpole is still there but unfortunately it's not sang, it's not sung every morning now. Um but um you know, it's still a reminder, uh, and and it remained with me, you know, right throughout my life. And so I suppose when I was honoured with wearing the chain of the Lord Mayor of Cork and in the memory of Thurds MacSweeney and Thomas McCartan, who were both past pupils of the North Monastery, um, I looked at a number of initiatives that were... um, that were uh, that were there, that that I could uh, promote, and in fact, I was speaking to Paul Byrne from TV3, and he said, uh, "Look, this is something we could do." Um, and what I decided to do was before the I visited all the schools in the city, um, and as you know, the Lord Mayor visits every school in the city. Mm. Um, I wrote to all the uh, schools and asked them that on the arrival of the Lord Mayor that we would all stand to attention and that we would learn. and um, that we would sign it um, uh, as part of the visit uh, to the school. And to be fair, every school did it. Every single school did it. And then I produced um, um, uh, a little uh, bookmark uh, supported by the City Council and uh, Cork uh, VEC, um, uh, which is now the ETB, which was... Um, Ted Owens was the CEO of the of the ETB at the time, uh, a former non-bookman boy as well, and I produced this lovely bookmark, um, I have it in my hand and I sent it to you this morning and um, it's a beautiful bookmark and people still say to me uh, that they've kept it um, as a reminder, but I think Rachel's point is is, is, um, is, is quite valid and I, I share the same kind of values of concern because when you do go to matches you know, particularly just coming up to the last part of the of the the National Anthem, teams generally tend to start jumping up and down and move away and, you know, don't stand to attention and we all kind of, you know, move around. And if you look at other, like with other, um, in a number of other codes, uh, particularly other nations, they stand to attention right to the end of the last note Mm. uh, of their National Anthem. Um, And I think, um, you know, that's something we should learn from and we should be more conscious of um and I think the timing is uh is, is is quite appropriate by Rachel um in terms of the uh, decade of centenaries and the hundredth year of it being translated uh Asquilge. So uh I'm all for it. Um and uh, I think it's a great initiative and it's just a reminder of our history and, you know, and how we pay respect to the flag, to the tricolor, um, you know, and I think, you know, um coming up with all these new the games that are coming up and Six Nations and you know GA and the soccer and the the, the ladies World Cup uh, in, in in Australia you know it's 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 a good time so uh, yeah. I think it's fantastic and I would encourage everybody to uh, to get on to uh, Rachel's uh, website Lerner and and uh, get involved in her in her pro- in our program.
1: Well, I int- I intend to personally Rachel because I can hum it, but I I, I honestly I don't know the words of it. Uh, I can mime it but I'm, I'm yeah. not sure what I'm, I'm actually singing. Can I just ask you, just in relation to the nationality and to the whole issue of of our history, and as, as both of you mentioned, the centenaries of a number of events, uh, I'm thinking of the Irish Civil War 100 years ago. W- w- Tony, why is Irish history still not taught in that respect in other words from my recollection my history book at school was a very small one certainly for what i called it the intercert uh yeah. and then the, the the leaving cert irish history seemed to just stop after 1916.
2: yeah well i suppose um you know the curriculum needs to be revisited every you know periodically you know and this is something i'd be delighted to take up with minister norma Foley on this but i suppose it's it's all about it's all about our national identity it's, it's all about where we come from what we stand for um, and remembering our past but mm. also giving the new generation something to be very proud of.
1: but I'm just and wondering that, is there an issue here and and you know this is the kind of the elephant in the room as far as I'm concerned yeah. is there an issue here with the whole IRA ethos?
2: Well look we all have different opinions of the past you know um, and you know we all we are all Republicans and we've all you know, identified what we what we believe happened in the past and what was right and what was wrong, but I think you know where where we are today is mm. is about you know standing tall in terms of what we the Irish are. We're we're a nation of of, of hospitality. We're a nation of supporting other nations. Uh, you know, looking at the Ukraine crisis at the minute, like you know, people do uh, have understand our past. You know, we have a lot of people. Uh, who emigrated and went to places like New York and Boston and um, you know Manchester, Leeds, you know. Right
1: but I'm, I'm com- just come back to the the history curriculum in schools at yes. the moment. There's no reference to to you know anything in the 1970s, anything in the 1960s, uh, you know the 50s, in relation to the division caused by you know sectarianism and the fact that paramilitary organisations. Which I know certainly in the north, they've been there for hundreds of years. But once again, the minute the provisional IRA is mentioned, the history book closes.
2: Well, I suppose like it's an, it, look the, the I'll I'll leave that to the to the educational academics in terms of how, what they. Believe you know should be kind of put into the curriculum, but I suppose if let, let's look at the Good Friday Agreement and the, the, the you know the commemorations of that and the, 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 the uniqueness of this and the input into it and of all parties coming together you know uh, for peace in Northern Ireland and in our uh, in our country um, and we, we have very strong relations uh, here in Cork uh, with with with, with, with uh, groups and different national different uh, religious. Uh, um, um, their beliefs in in the north you know we have the lagging to the lee project mm. that was here you know uh, Which they, and they can't
1: uh, they can't even talk to each other at this stage in the north tony
2: i i well you know the politicians need just to you know get yeah. themselves together and, uh, and, and, and and address that issue but i i am hopeful that the you know the commemoration of the good friday agreement and what was achieved there uh, will be a springboard to, to to put that back in place but coming back to the original um discussion this morning you know it it it's timely that um you know um, mm. that we, we we celebrate and we learn um around the ve and I think uh, now is the best that was an opportunity to do that and I am absolutely delighted with Rachel's initiative and um you know i I'll, I'll share on your website there my my bookmark on on this and um offer every support I can to Rachel in, in promoting it.
1: Rachel, it's fair to say oh. there's, a, there's a whole generation there that doesn't know anything about the history to the National Anthem, isn't that true?
0: Yes, there is. And I mean, in my opinion, I think that we need to approach this in schools a little bit better than what's going on right now. So I believe that around St. Patrick's Day, the national anthem is kind of dust down and a black and white copy is handed out to the school to the school kids to learn. But I mean, we need to be more um, engaging with the children and we need to make it a little bit more fun. And, you know, I mean, the the book is one way definitely to teach them. It's the only book that's out there. So I would love to see this this book getting into schools like it's colourful. There's bright language. It's it, there's a quiz and a word search and everything so that would be the first thing now I, I don't personally think that you know every morning singing that little anthem before assembly now I know a lot a lot of a lot of schools do this worldwide and you know that it was done years ago but may, maybe this is a little bit too much to ask the kids but you know what about maybe once a week or once a month the anthem is sung um, and it, it, it would just kind of I think the, the, the kids would be more inclined to learn it then for the rest of their lives so when we come to our adult life. You know, we, we aren't in a situation when we're attending a football match or a rugby match and none of us know the words. Like, it's really obvious. And that is the inspiration behind me writing the book and to get involved with this campaign and to promote the awareness. And I mean, Gareth, it, it, it's lovely. And I mean, I'm, I'm so glad that the, the two of you are so supportive and I thank you for that because mm. it's the majority of people. So from all the hundreds and hundreds of comments that I get on either social media or be via emails to me, it, it is really positive. People do want this. They want to know about our anthem. They want to be able to learn how to sing it. So you will always get negative comments saying, oh, well, our national anthem, it's it's a bit naturalistic or it's a bit Mm. militaristic. But it's part of our cultural identity. It's part of who we are. And there's no shame in wanting to know our national anthem. And the support, as I said, has just been phenomenal. So like my next steps now, the GAA, as I said, have been so supportive and so kind. They think this is a great initiative. I will also be approaching the FAI and the IRFU because, I mean, sporting events, our, our national, Anthem, it it is more than just sporting events, however, sporting events are a great platform to raise awareness and to get everybody involved. And next week, I'll also be going out to the Irish Diaspora because the Irish Diaspora publications are already picking up on this campaign at home. So it's just off to such a, a wonderful success. And I'm so delighted because our anthem deserves more recognition than what we are giving it.
1: Well, you know, I, uh, this is just a personal memory. I'll never forget it. I sat uh, two rows from the side of the pitch in Crow Park many years back. I can't think exactly the year when Kildare mm. and Kerry took on each other in the quarterfinal final. Uh, in Gaelic football, and to hear a full stadium in Crow Park, there wasn't a seat to be had, and everybody sang the national anthem... It was extraordinary. Mm. It made the hairs on yes. you know the back of my neck stand up. It was it amazing. With, yeah. with,
0: yes, it would. It would. And, and and sporting matches are are a great you know a great way. And I mean I I think there's well like there is controversy as well surrounding you know Ireland's call and it being sung at, at rugby matches. So like my personal opinion about that is that politics shouldn't really, in my opinion, come into sport at all. You know if you if you represent your country, you should know your national anthem. So mm. that 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 would be my opinion about anybody who asks that. That question.
1: Mm. Great to talk to you. Rachel Cooper, thanks for joining us. And ex Lord Mayor Councillor Tony Fitzgerald. Lovely to chat to you, Tony. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Corks 96 FM. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo
0: from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.